Welcome to the Global Missions, Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Andy Snoke. Glory to God. I want to read you just a couple of brief scriptures tonight. God is speaking to us tonight. Because the things that are in my heart were in our prayer meeting back there. And we're in the songs in the spirit that were already sung. And we're in the exhortations already given. God has already provided a theme. I'm just expounding on the theme that the Lord already put there. That's all. It doesn't even matter who's up here. But but Mike just read this uh, scriptures in Hebrews eleven six. Without faith it's impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is God. Do we all believe that? Yeah. He is God. There's only one God. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says, God will reward those that diligently seek him. I believe that God, in different ways, is going to reward people in this room specifically for being in this meeting. Do you believe that? There is a blessing. I don't know what it is. I'm just reading you the Bible. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Because you made a, a sacrifice... To get here, God is going to do something. Because that's his business. That's what he does. For some people, like I said, it was easy to get here. For others, it wasn't quite as easy to get here. My brother Brandon has been working 16, 18-hour days. Thursday, he got up at, uh, today, no, today's Friday, right? He got up at 2.30, got home at 8.30, turned around, drove here today. With a headache. I get headaches sometimes. Sometimes I wake up with a headache. Sometimes I let her sleep. (laughs) Sorry. That's just a joke. But he paid a price to get here. And God is going to reward my brother Brandon. And I'm probably going to get a reward for that joke too. But anyway, it's, it's good to be here with everybody. And we all love one another. I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures quickly. Uh, Mark, the fifth chapter. Jesus here, first verse. When they came to the other side of the sea to the country of Gadarenes, and when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. So here's a man who we would say is probably mentally ill. He's got problems beyond himself. He can't, he can't fix himself. He's demon possessed. Don't raise your hand. Don't mention names. Do you know people that are, have problems that are beyond themselves mm-hmm. that just can't fix it? No matter what they do, it seems like things get worse. You know, we can pray for those people tonight. This man had an unclean spirit. He was demon-possessed. We would say he has a mental illness. He couldn't fix his problem, and no one else could. Uh, he was dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones, whining, yelling, howling, and cutting himself crazy. 
a crazy man, beyond hope. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and he worshipped him. This is his first step towards being free and being cured and being healed. He ran and he worshipped him. First question I'm going to ask us tonight, who are we worshipping? Well, we know who we're worshipping. Let's worship God. Who are you? And he worshipped And He cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Well, you know the answer to this. Who was saying that? It wasn't him. It was the demons in him. This poor guy was full of demons. And the demons were saying, what are you doing with me? And Jesus said, come out of the man, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus said, what's your name? And he answered, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged Jesus earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountain, so all the demons begged him. All the demons. You know, we can't imagine what that scene sounded like. The demons screaming and begging Jesus to, to not make him go. And the demons, with a plural, they begged, so send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Jesus has authority over the demons. Mm-hmm. He has authority over everything. Yes, he does. Jesus even did a little bargaining. He said, okay. And the herd ran violently. The, the demons went into the swine, about 2,000. That tells me this man had at least 2,000 demons in him. Yeah. We talk about demon possession. This man is, he's got at least 2,000 demons. And those who fed the swine, and the, uh, so the, the, the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned. And so, so those who fed the swine told it to the people around them, and they went out to the sea what had happened. And then they came to Jesus, and they saw the one that had been demon-possessed. They had legions. That man that had chained shackles to him, and he, he would break the chains. A man that would speak in other strange voices and, and cut himself and howl like an animal. And there he was, sitting, clothed, in his right mind. They were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him, who had been demon-possessed and about to swine. And then he began to plead with them to depart from their region. They wanted Jesus to leave for a reason. A great miracle just happened. But what happened? Whoever owned those 2,000 swine lost a lot of money that day. And others, they didn't see the miracle. They saw that they lost 2,000 swine. And others that had swine and cattle were thinking, we don't want that Jesus near here. He's bad for business. <laughs> and when he, they, they pled with him, depart from here. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not prevent him, but he said, Go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and he began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him. And all marveled. He began to tell other people about what Jesus did. But this is what got me about that story. Here's a man who could not help himself. Sometimes, have you ever told the Lord a particular habit a particular thing. Have you ever told the Lord, I can't, I can't help myself. 
I got something. It's just, it's just kind of beyond me. That's where, that's where this man was. And there was deliverance. And it started when he worshiped the Lord. Jesus came to him. There's another class here. We read where, in this case here, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, the 21st verse, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, begging, worshiping again. And he begged earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Here's a man, this little girl couldn't go. She couldn't go to the Lord. So this man, Jarius, he comes to the Lord. He's coming, he's coming on behalf of somebody else. And this is what got me about that scripture. You can go to the Lord on behalf of somebody else. This man, he just knew that if I could get to Jesus and bring him to my home, He'll lay his hand on her and she'll be healed. Have you ever felt burdened for somebody else? We all have. I believe tonight there's going to be breakthrough. Tonight there's going to be breakthrough. There are situations that you've been praying for, I've been praying for, and God wants us to earnestly pray. And we're going to ask God to give us some breakthroughs. Some breakthroughs for us as individuals. Some breakthroughs on behalf of people that you have been burdened and have been praying for. Breakthroughs on behalf of people like the man that was demon-possessed that seemed to be beyond the ability to be helped. We're going to pray for breakthrough. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him, and they thronged him. So here, here he is. Surrounded by people. Jarius is leading the way and they're bumping into him and a great multitude. They had just heard what happened with all these swine and they know that, that there's something going on here. There's something going on. This man has something. So he's walking along and now a certain woman, she had a flow of blood for 12 years and she has suffered many things from, from many, she suffered many things from many physicians. That's interesting. She suffered from the physicians, but she suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came to him in the crowd and she touched his garment. For she said to herself, if, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall shall be made heat well. I like these handful of scriptures we're reading here because we started off with a man who couldn't help himself. There's no way on earth he could help himself. A mental illness, demon possession, beyond no one could help and no one could even contain him with chains. Then we go to another man, Jairus. He's on the way to his house because he said, I'm going on behalf of somebody else, my daughter, And while Jesus is doing that, here's another classification of people. Here's a woman who had enough faith. She knew that, you know, I don't completely know who Jesus is, but I know if I could just be with him and all I have to do is touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. Here's a woman that sought the Lord earnestly. The first man, the demon-possessed crazy man, he wasn't seeking the Lord. He he didn't even know who the Lord was until the Lord showed up, and then he did. 
Jairus is seeking the Lord on behalf of his daughter. The woman is seeking the Lord on behalf of herself. All of those things are right and proper. You can pray on behalf of someone else. You can pray on behalf of yourself. You can pray on behalf of people that are completely beyond themselves. All of those cases doesn't matter. They all work. So immediately, she said, if I could just but touch him, I'll be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and he said, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, I'm sure people were afraid. They said, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? That's how Jewish people talk. They talk with questions. You see all the people around you and you say, who touched me? You know, like a question, like you're in New Jersey or something. So they asked that question. It's a good question. Lord, we're surrounded by crowds of people and everyone's bumping into you and you're saying, who touched me? And he looked around to her who had done this thing. But the woman, Jesus said, no, there's something different because I felt virtue go out of me. And then this woman, and by the way, folks, in Jesus's day, women didn't have any rights. They didn't have any rights. They didn't talk to men. They didn't have any rights. And for a woman to seek out the Lord and reach out and touch him, unheard of. And she's afraid and fearing and trembling and knowing what had just happened to her. She came and she fell down before the Lord. She told him the whole truth, the whole, the whole story. She says, you know, Lord, I, I've had this problem for 12 years. I spent all my money day and night and day and night. All I do is this constant uh, issue of blood. I've gone to every doctor and all they've done is take my money. And, and nothing gets any better. And I heard of what you were doing, that you were a healer. And there was, I don't know what it was, Lord, but there was something in me. It just told me that if I would just believe you, something would happen that somehow I'd be rewarded. And I just knew for some reason that if I went and touched you, I would be healed. She used to believe in Ephesians, uh, uh, Hebrews 11, 6 before it even been written. And she tells the Lord that. And the Lord says, daughter, your faith has made you well. Amen. Go in peace. Yeah. And be healed of your affliction. And then while that's happening, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house. And they said, your daughter is dead, Cheris. He's dead. She's dead. So don't, don't trouble the teacher any further. Don't, don't go any further. I'm sorry. She's died. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. I want to just say that tonight. Tonight, there's going to be breakthroughs. I don't know what they're going to be. There's going to be breakthroughs. What's the pattern? What's the secret that we're going to follow for a breakthrough? I'm going to read it to you. Do not be afraid, only believe. It's as simple as that. And it permitted no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. And when he came in, he said to them, 
why this commotion and weep? And the child is not dead, but speaking, and they ridiculed him. Back then, they would actually pay people, professional wailers, uh, that would cry, that would go and, and weep and weep. And there they are weeping, and, and there's a good chance, maybe not, that many of them were being paid. And he tells them, the child's not dead, but sleeping. And, and they ridiculed him. Why did they ridicule him? Because they didn't know who was there. And this is interesting. Jesus, the Son of God, God incarnate in mankind and man, the disciples, many people recognize this is Jesus. The demons and that man in that, that cemetery, they recognize this is the Son of God. We're in trouble. He's in this home and the people around him, they, they didn't recognize him. People would recognize him and other people wouldn't recognize him. And you got to recognize the Lord. I recognize Jesus is in this room tonight, just as he was this night. He's here. And they ridiculed him, but when he put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him, and he entered where the child was lying. And then he took the child by the hand and he said to her, Tabitha, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. Jesus, the miracle worker, the miracle worker. And the Lord is still in the business of miracles. Tonight, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to pray for different people. Now, when I pray, when we pray, we'll just see how it goes. There's different classes of people. There are people right here that need prayer. And there are people out there that need prayer. And some of you have brought people out there with you in your heart tonight. And your burden for people out there. Some, it's physical. Some, emotional. Some, mental. Whatever it may be. But God has placed burdens of other people on your heart for a reason so that God can deal with it. Isaiah 61 says, as Mike saying to us tonight, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, speaking of Jesus, to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Tonight, now, is the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, not tomorrow, tomorrow too, now is the acceptable year of the Lord. God is moving by his spirit. And we're going to just wade through this. I don't, we don't have a plan here. How God is, how the Lord's going to move exactly. We were in the Philippines three weeks ago, two weeks ago. We had a, our first meeting, a dynamite meeting. I call it a dynamite meeting. We asked the brethren before our very first meeting, What's the general needs, would you say, of the people here that are coming? He said, well, the biggest need is 
to be filled with the Spirit. So the very first meeting, we had about 80 people in the, in the congregation, and we spoke on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we said, if anyone wants to be filled with the Spirit, come up. 80 people came up. 80. <laughs> I was busy praying. We actually couldn't lay hands on everybody. We didn't have to lay hands on them. They were... <laughs> They just start speaking in tongues. Praise God. And on the day of Pentecost, in the second chapter of Acts, uh, they were filled with the Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues, and they began to prophesy. And people in the Philippines who were speaking in tongues here and there, our good, timid Filipino friends speaking in tongues, and then quiet and prophecy. Mm. Boom, prophecy. 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 Prophecy, and here, here's what's funny, Debbie and I both felt this way. They're prophesying in Sabuano or Longu in their own native language. I don't know what they're saying, but man, was there something moving in my heart. When they were prophesying, it was the word of God. Yes. I, it, it was real. Thank Couldn't you. understand a word they're saying, but it was real. <clears throat> Why can't God do that here? He can, and he yes. will. God is interested in His church yes. worldwide. Amen. God is doing a new thing. Sometimes we get out of our comfort zone. We don't even know exactly how the Lord is going to do it. We want to be careful and follow Him. He wants to do a new thing. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.